0: I think that, did everybody pick? No, mate.
1: <laughs> All right, so, Brian. Me? That's, no. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, man, I am falling to pieces. <laughs> I have just fallen to pieces right before your very eyes. They, uh... Next on Rugby Wrap-Up, Alex Corbisero, Dan Power, Brian Ray, and Matt McCarthy on Major League Rugby's Best 9 10 12 13 plus new teams coaching changes and global rugby rumors rugby wrap-up brought to you in part by the pig and whistle the world's best rugby pub the murphy kennedy group founded with the idea that construction can be done better and lean and limber stretching your way to a healthier lifestyle Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy in Midtown Manhattan talking rugby. And once again, we have the triumvirate, the trio, the gorgeous men of rugby led by Mr. Alex Corbisero in San Diego, Brian Ray in Nova Scotia, and Dan Power, who we're never
2: quite sure where the pop icon is. Dan, where are you? Hey, I am on the uh, the 19th, Matt, at The Medalist, uh, TB12, uh, Pete. Peyton and Tiger are celebrating at the bar. I don't know if you can see them here, behind the bar, but crazy scenes here since Sunday.
1: Yeah, and guys, no dirty cracks, okay?
3: Winky, winky. Alex, how are you? I am very well, mate. Red, white, and blue themed here with the USA t-shirt. Oh, don't probably, tell us why. We'll get to that nah, in a second. I won't say anything, but I'm very well out in San Diego. Cannot complain. Excited to be back on the show. Nice week to reflect. Got a little bit of news buzz with our debate on uh, the MLR draft. Uh, was it last week? So, yeah. you know, it's, it's been a good week. Yeah, you got some heat, didn't you? I got a little bit of heat, but I stand by for the player welfare and the issues I raise, why I think it's too early for the draft. But people actually in the know of the draft on the um, competitive board or whatever it is, actually reached out, gave me a lot more info, which I was happy to see uh, how many players have signed up to it, um, and they did also acknowledge some of my issues, which they hoped to overcome over time so you know, positive steps. Uh, I uh, They put a much better argu- argument together than Big Dan Power in the corner there. So, still think it's a little early and hard to ask people to shift all over the country for where MLR is right now. But they seem to have enough people keen, which is a testament to how much people love rugby in the United States. So, let's go. So, you caved in, you waffled, and now you're riding both
1: sides of the fence.
3: Uh, I'm, I've turned down my full guns blazing to, like, more of like a like a pistol every now and again just i'll just pot shot now instead of just throw every every bullet i have out as a gentleman
1: that you are you've turned down the rhetoric or dialed it down
3: a little bit and i didn't want to crush mr power two weeks in a row so i thought i'd be nice. i thought i'd be nice this week you guys could hug it out virtually maybe right make it realistic come on do it again hogan yeah, andre the giant we, yeah there we go i, would, I, I, I got would sc- you scoop you I up got
0: and you. drop oh, you Hugs, right Brian? in the middle of the silver oh, i can feel the machismo oozing out of my screen <laughs> it's a little too much <laughs> speaking of which what's going on with you up there kid? i have rare uh sunny day here it's like san diego weather which does not happen very often up here in the north but happy to Hang out with uh, our favorite MLR know-it-alls here online. Nobody wants to hang out outside anyways. There's bugs about, like, get bitten or something like that, eaten by a bear or some other ridiculous animal.
1: So it was sunny out today, and it was relatively warm. How was your summer?
0: Summer? (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell you in a couple hours.
1: (laughs) All right, guys. We got a lot to get to. You know, we're continuing our theme of best ofs of MLR 2020. We're going to do the best 9, 10, 12, and 13 today. And next week, we'll finish it with the back three in the back line. But before we do that, let's get our take on what caught our eye in global rugby. 30 seconds, please. We don't want 22 minutes each like we did last week. And Alex, I know that you're very excited
3: wearing that USA Rugby shirt. So why don't you bring us in with what you were going to talk about? All right. Since you teed me up so well, I'm going to do it. Okay. We all saw that uh, Rob Hoadley had stood down from head coach of the San Diego Legion. Zach Test and Scott Murray have both been promoted to co-head coaches of the Legion. And seeing as Zach Test is the poster boy, USA Rugby 7's legend, I put the USA t-shirt in honor of him. Um, And I think that's pretty big news. I think Rob Hoadley has done a tremendous job at San Diego. I think he should be very proud of what he's done. He's built that up from scratch. I think the way he brought Zach Test into the coaching sphere in the United States is going to be an amazing legacy that he leaves behind as well. Excited to see what he does next. But those two coming into sort of the powerhouse team, in the league and definitely on the West Coast, you know, Zach Tess is a bright spot of, of, of a success story of the MLR and the coaching opportunities and the pathway that is helping develop for coaches in the United States. And it has Gostadis on the back. Uh, I don't know if I could see. I couldn't turn anymore. But basically, it's available at Amazon. Feed the family. You know, you guys know the deal.
1: Tell Support them Rugby players. Wrap Up
3: sent you. Yeah. There's a discount code somewhere. Discount
1: code. Hoadley odd situation right guys i mean I, I, I you know love to see these guys like zach test and scott murray get an opportunity but holdley my intel at the beginning of the season was that he had to win a championship to retain his job At you know at the time that the season the, the, was the, the plug was pulled he was five and zero. not sure you could do much better than that there's probably more of that story that'll come out but we'll get back to that next week
2: dan some interesting things with some australian friends of yours We'll stay on the West Coast. Firstly, I just want to echo Alex's uh, congratulations to Zach. Zach's a good friend. I don't know Scott Murray as well, but uh, in good hands here in San Diego. But I don't think Rob Holdley, Holdley will be without a job in 2021 uh, if, if he so chooses. So he'll be in hot demand. One team that doesn't have a head coach is the LA Guiltinis, uh, the newest franchise. So... Darren Coleman and Stephen Hoyles. A lot of people know uh, Hoyles. from his Fox Rugby commitments down in Australia. He'll be the assistant coach and head coach, uh, retrospectively. And, uh, yeah, Adam Gilchrist has doubled down on the Gronies with the Gil-Teenies. And uh, it's, I'll just put it out publicly now, Matt. I'm staying with the Gilgronies. I'm the OG Gilgroniak and will not be changing allegiances uh, to the LA. So they can uh, they can suck it. And I'm staying down in Austin with my Gilgroniacs.
1: So, if I'm not mistaken, you are saying that you are staying with the Gilgronies until the Giltinis ask you to come
2: to them. Well, we all saw the orange Lamborghini, Matt. And uh, if we're going by the, the color spectrum that LA put out, I wouldn't mind a Lambo. Actually, no, I think the James Bond theme with the Giltinis. Why don't we get the, what was it uh, called? It was James Bond, the McLaren? Aston Martin,
3: thank you. When you
1: say James Bond in a rugby show, people can't but help think about Mark Griffin, who is the dead
2: ringer for Daniel Craig. They should reach out to Daniel Craig, whatever it takes, give him some free ownership, just to get on the big screen, you know, shaken, not stirred every time they score a try or something. Uh, Marketing 101, there you
3: go. I'm excited to try a Giltini next yeah, season. Me too,
2: me too. I'm down to jump on the bandwagon, hit me up. There you go, Gilly.
3: And all of
1: us can basically be on any bandwagon at any given point for the right reasons, if you know what we're saying, everybody. For the right price. Brian, what
0: caught your eye at global rugby this week? Well, I mean, how do you follow news like that? We've got new coaches in San Diego. We've got a new franchise in L.A., a new Dallas franchise. Hey, the Toronto Arrows are having a new one-hour special show on TSN. That's big news for Canadians uh, building the profile of the sport i'm interested in seeing where all these uh, players are going to go uh, coming up in the next season of course we just had a dispersal draft the raptors some of those guys going places uh, luke white mika cruze where are they going we kind of have an idea but we'll wait for those uh, to break and and some of these guys who are maybe repatriating eric fry he's uh, out of contract contemplating retiring but uh you know going to have this pandemic break hopefully he gets fit maybe we'll see him with la nick Savetta. i don't think he's i know he's got an offer on the table in france but i know he's weighing his options as well another one taylor paris is a free agent so a really exciting offseason coming up for mlr
1: alex any truth to the rumor that you will be teaming up with eric fry in the front row of the la squad the guiltinis
3: cannot confirm or deny that But no, unfortunately not. I I, I have a price. It's out there. Uh, Who knows if it ever gets met, uh, but I'm happy doing what I'm doing. But, uh, you know, I'm available. You've come full circle from absolutely saying I am not
1: playing rugby ever again, despite me saying that you will, to now saying I have a
3: price. Yeah. Pretty much the MLR salary cap. If you hit me with that, I'm in. Uh, Me me too. I'll put him back on for that. that. Now they might be getting rid of scrums and all sorts. You know, I might be out of a job completely. So who the hell
2: knows?
1: Fair enough. And Dan, if you do come back, are you going to be wearing number four or number 15? Because your social media handles are driving me batty. Yeah,
2: poor Denise Power. Sorry, man. Uh, TBD. I've got a, I want the Corbus deal.
1: It's a cliffhanger, folks. We're going to find out what Dan's number will be. But we know that Alex will be either one or three, depending on what's needed. One or three to the Gil-toni- Giltinis right here. Here we go, right? Giltoni's is going to be the new oh, franchise. No! Yeah, the Giltoni. Still be the Jersey Short team. Uh, co-owned by The Situation and coached by Jimmy Denise. How you doing? That said, we have to take a quick break. A, because we have to hear from some of our sponsors, but B, because Alex will have to change his shirt. So we'll be right back with Dan, Brian, and Alex Corbacero after these words. If you're in New York City and want to watch some great rugby, have some great food, and some great times, go to the world's best rugby pub, The Pig & Whistle on West 36th Street. I'm Zach Test, and I'm here with Rugby Wrap-Up. Enjoy the day. And we are back. Matt McCarthy in Midtown Manhattan, Alex Corbisero in San Diego, Brian Ray in Nova Scotia, Canada, and Dan Power in Florida meets Denver, not Mexico this week. We're not going to talk about what happened to Mexico. But, Dan, while we are talking to you, let's start with you and your number nine as the best scrum half in MLR 2020.
2: Thanks for picking me first uh, for once. Um, tough decision, a lot of really good nines in the league, but I've actually gone with Old Glory's Danny Tussitala. I was there for the last game of the season against Atlanta and just was so impressed with the speed of the game that Danny's able to move out. Brilliant vision, great runner of the ball, aggressive defender, everything you want from a nine, all in one package and a great leader from everyone I've heard from it, Old Glory as well, really great locker room guy there. So, I've gone for Danny Tussitala as my number nine.
3: Alex, uh, I think that's a great pick. I've gone for another uh, nine that caught my eye, uh, Devette Roos, the captain at Houston. I thought he made a huge impact for them this year. I thought, uh, you know, coming into a club and being named captain in a week, you know, shows a lot about the type of player he is off the field, the character, but the way he put the team on his back, his physicality, his ability to, to create breaks, to score tries, to do all the basic sort of operational jobs of a nine as well, very efficiently. I think he has a really well-rounded game and just his ability to not shut up for 80 minutes of yapping at his team, defense, everything. I love that from a nine. And so I was really impressed with him this season.
1: Great pick. UCLA fan these days or?
3: Just, you know, repping. Did did a bit of coaching there this year. You know, I thought I'd put it on for the day. I will wear your T-shirt on this show. Brands who want to sponsor. Don't give Matt the money. Give it to me, and I'll wear the T-shirt, and it will be on the show. Brian,
0: I know that you've got something up your sleeve. I can't argue with uh, the two gentlemen already named, but I'm going to go with uh, a young guy down in the rugby ATL, Duncan Van Skulfike. You know, he kind of played both halfback positions in college. Now he's settling into nine, which I think is his best spot. Uh, Really aggressive around the fringes. He was really the centerpiece of of ATL's attack this year, and his first year was uh, hugely important to them. Uh, So looking forward to to, uh, his ascent towards uh, eagle caps
1: astute observations as usual from arn america's rugby news i'm going to go guys with one of dan's people an aussie scott gale of nola and i know uh, people out there are going to say but he's he was uh he was supposed to be the number 10 yeah well injuries in that back line uh, and the fact that they didn't tank is a credit to nola nate osborne who is the longest tenured coach in major league rugby history ladies and gentlemen holding that team together, and he held it together because guys were playing out of position or multiple positions, and one of those guys is Scott Gale, who has a history as a number nine, sure, but he was playing 10, moved it to number nine. NOLA averaged 3.8 tries per game. Google it. And they only lost to Ma'ananu's San Diego Legion by four points. Pretty good job. Let's go to the number 10 position, and let's start with our friend Brian Ray.
0: Uh, I really like the old glory halfback combination. So I'll go with Jason Robertson here. Uh, you know, kind of a lower profile than some of the other 10s that we saw coming to MLR this year. Uh, came out of Bay of Plenty down in New Zealand. And, man, really electric. Uh, small guy, but super quick. Found the gaps. Uh, that, you know, first game right out of the blocks, he was attacking the line. Or I guess the second game against Nola, they got kind of steamrolled. But uh, even, he even looked good in that game. So uh, I thought he was, I think he was the leading scorer this season as well. So I'm going to go with Jason Robertson.
1: Great pick. Let's change things up. Let's mix it up a little bit here, and let's go with Dan.
2: I'm going to go to the opposite coast. I'm going to go with Lukey Burton. Much to the uh, much to the delight of uh, super fan down there, Stacy Montgomery, who's been petitioning for more San Diego Legion action on this show, Matt. But uh, outstanding ten, big shoes coming in, filling up for uh, for Joe Peterson. Everyone was very impressed with the 2019 that JP had, and you know Luke Burton came in as they managed the minutes for for Peterson early on, and he was just outstanding. Very different player to Peterson, but I thought he controlled the tempo and the pace of the game. And a difficult job for a 10 coming in with Ma who as your 12 as well. Like, you've obviously got a lot of pressure to get him the ball and the fans want it, the people want it, and you probably want to give him the ball as well. But I thought he did a really good job of controlling those expectations and running that team around the park down there in San Diego. 5-0, baby.
1: I was initially going to go with Sudden Sam Windsor down for the Houston Sabercats, but my producer in my ear was verifying some information that I was looking for. Kyle Marsh of Rugby United New York did indeed finish with 45 points on the season, if I'm not mistaken. And for a roster that was constantly in flux with basically a dearth of loose forwards and second rows, row in the back line, and then at number eight. He kept that team together, and he's built like an accountant, a skinny accountant, and took a beating and still kept getting up off the turf. Tough Irish guy. Alex, apologies. I skipped you. Who is your number 10 pick?
3: No apology needed here, Matt. Um, my number ten was I went for is it Taylor Adams from from the Arrows. Uh, I I was really impressed with him and Malcolm the way they did that ten fifteen almost interchanging the the ability to try and play a wide wide style. I I, I like sort of the tempo that he brought, similar to what Robert Robertson did down in D.C. I just think it just added another level to the, the their attacking game and, and and so I was a big fan of his. I do want to give. Uh, a mention, though, to Tag Tag Leader, um, I, I think obviously being, uh, you know, one of the the American qualified 10s in the MLR, I thought he was very, very impressive as well and, and, and made a huge difference uh, at New England. But I'm going to give it to Adams.
1: Yeah, with Tag Leader getting his bell rung in on that field turf out in Vegas and missing a chunk of those games, it really put the pressure on the back line for New England. And they were, you know, they were pretty pro- prolific offensively. Uh, but they gave up a lot of penalties and they gave up, they conceded a lot of points as well, but solid pick. But Alex, because I skipped you, why don't you start with your number 12? So, when everybody else is picking the same guy.
3: I, yeah, I, I like that. I get to go first on this one because I feel like first uh, name to paper is, is Mahanani, the the, the absolute all-black legend. And he, he didn't just turn up in name or in image. He he came the ball, and I, I was really impressed with what he did on the field for San Diego. I thought he wasn't selfish. His distribution game at 12 is sometimes underrated because of the physical prowess and that step he has. And I think from speaking to players as well, his off-field... Impact with huge. The culture, the experience, the vibe. Um, I think he was really like embodied everything that a perfect big name signing in the MLR should do. So I, I'm going to
2: give him the 12 shirt.
1: Dan, why don't you go with – because, you know, you got that whole Aussie Kiwi thing going on there. So
2: – it's You can't argue. I mean, 100 caps – over 100 caps for the All Blacks. The guy was class and turned up and was class. So – Hard to argue with that, but for disparity, I will actually go down to Houston, and I think this guy benefited a lot from some of your earlier picks, from uh, Corbs and Devedruz and Sam Windsor, the original man crush. I'm gonna go with Tian Lutz, big South African center. Pretty versatile, went 12 and 13 throughout the year, but liked his style of play, no-nonsense, aggressive guy, takes the ball at the game line. Plays in the mouth of the line, so to speak. Uh, impressed with him, and hopefully he's back for Houston. Hopefully they're all back, that midfield for Houston next year. Big things for the Sabre Cats in 2021. All
1: right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to leave you with a bit of a cliffhanger because we have to take a quick break, but we'll be back with Mr. Brian Ray's pick and my pick, and then the best 13s in the league right after this.
2: been blind since I was four, and I've never seen a beer commercial or a beer label. None of that stuff influences me. I drink beer because of the taste, and my beer's Pabst Blue Ribbon. It has the taste and the flavor. What do you think's on the label? I think there's a a naked woman riding on a unicorn, jumping over fire. Oh, that's good beer.
1: And we are back. We left you on that cliff. I know you were nervous. I know you're anxious. But, Brian, why don't we calm our fans down? Give them your pick.
0: Yeah, the intrigue. Look, uh, the truth is, Nanu was uh, ahead of everybody. But I'll go uh, – I'll follow Dan's lead and pick somebody not named Nanu who I thought deserved recognition. I'm going to go with Con Foley of NOLA. Uh, I really like the way he plays. I think uh, they got a lot of firepower in that backline. He's kind of like the link. Uh, he was vice captain this year, adds leadership uh, – Defends really well and plays every minute for that team. So I think uh, uh, he was impressive this season. All right. Well,
1: we have a little bit of poetic license, if you will. And I'm going to put Robbie Coleman at number 12 for Nola. One of those guys that played 10. He played 12. He played 15. It was a big reason that they had the success that they did. So I'm going with Coleman as my number 12. And that leaves us. Drum roll, please with our choice for number 13. And Dan Power, you're the man that gets to pick this one first.
2: A lot of Nola goals here today with all these picks from nine all the way through 12. Well, I was on the Rugby World Cup
1: 2015 tour with, nola nate osborne he's one of my boys so you know yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's a solid rooster
2: oh sorry sorry cat i shouldn't say rooster people will start thinking there's going to be some sort of trade draft trade, there's of a a trade. now called Simmelis. you just heard it from dad power
1: freudian slip trade big trade looming between nola and rooney the,
2: the 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 original the og nate osborne i'm going to go with the man you mentioned just before matt Carl Meyer. Uh, his oh, versatility yes. saw him at. Oh.
1: This just backfired it, on me.
2: It oh. did. It did. His versatility had him start the year at 15, but really we saw his best rugby at 13. Big boy, 106 kg, so probably what's that? Corbs quickly 240. 110 is about 240, roughly. Okay, please. so he's just a just a tick under. But that's a that's a big boy to be playing 13. But how many stone is that? 17. 17 stone eight ounces in the odd scale.
1: 17 odd 6 down.
2: Yes. So, no, very impressed with him. And, again, another guy who I hope for for New Orleans and for the fans of Major League Rugby comes back next year because I feel we were robbed of seeing the best of Carl Meyer this year.
1: Brian, you're number 13, and I I might want to warn you that you haven't been very Canadian-friendly so far today.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to start now. Maybe, maybe next time. Uh, I'm going to go. I was really impressed with Troy Lock here in the couple games that he kind of filled in for for Rooney but uh, he's got a big future ahead of him I'm gonna go actually to uh I'm gonna throw Colorado a bone here we kind of laid into them a little while ago for dropping out of the league but they had a guy Rene Ranger who came in and the guy was a monster as soon as he came in he was blasting people poor Dom Taluano from uh from Utah up against him and got absolutely smashed yeah but, uh, but how much time did he spend in the sin bin <laughs> or should have yeah.
1: spent in the sin bin.
0: Well, there was a case maybe for a, you know, a, a bigger card than that in one of the games. But look, the guy, we know how the guy plays. We've seen him with the All Blacks. Uh, and I thought he, he delivered on, on what we expected of him. And it's a shame, again, that we didn't get to see more of him and won't get to see him again in a Raptors jersey, which is really quite sad. Tears from the gallery. Great hair,
1: too. He's got great hair. You know, that's, that's an important component for me. I'm going to go with a league leader in a lot of categories. Oh wait, Dan already picked that guy because he knew that I was going to pick Carl Meyer. Yeah, he's sorry. Anyway, he drilled five kicks, one penalty kick, and had four conversions if we go back to March in a 31-22 win over the Free Jacks. An impressive match in itself, but the guy had 48 points. He was pretty damn good from the tee at like seventy-seven percent accuracy. And and guys, they need to really wait a little bit more, and I mean W E I G H T. The difficulty, the pressure on the road, rain, wind, all that stuff. Because you know oh, this guy was five for eight from the tee on penalty kicks or conversions, whereas uh, Jimmy was only four for ten. But those four for ten could have been game winners or under really tough situations. What is your thought on that kind of statistical comparison?
2: I don't care if it's a match win or not. Every kick's the same. You approach it the same. Uh, I know you're trying to prove something, Matt, in a roundabout way, but I'm not buying it. I'm going go to make the kicks. talk. You've got to kick it in front. got to the... gotta kick it 50 out to win the game. doesn't matter. As a kicker, you've got to approach every kick exactly the same.
1: Horse hockey. Absolute horse hockey because uh, if any sports agent out there worth their salt is going to represent these players and eventually that's going to be a reality. And Alex, you're the guy that was talking up the players last week. If you're a sports agent and I'm not suggesting that Alex is going to go down that route anytime soon, but if he is an agent, Alex, you are an agent. Aren't you going to point out the differences in this stuff?
3: think you have to I think um, stats are good but I always think context around stats are, uh, in, uh, are incredibly valuable you know um, I, I just think I agree with Dan that on paper like goal kickers are just judged by their overall percentages like people look at own fouls or look at this but you know do they take into account that own fouls are slightly lower for England but he kicks most of them as attempts are from the corner because the way Johnny May and them score tries out wide um, is is that a, is that a, enough of an asterisk to to be brought in, or if you played a particularly windy ground where it swirls, or you know where it's very hard to kick, does that do you allow that into your asterisk or do you say well half of your games are away from from that environment anyway, so it balances out like. In your face, Dan. I see Dan. what, Matt, In I see your what face. Matt's saying. I see what Matt's saying, but I also see what Dan's saying. And I think it's a fair enough comment, but I don't think it should have been a discussion thread on this show, Matt.
0: That's, right. that's,
3: that's what I think about your All guys.
0: right. Well,
1: it's my effing show. So that thread is on this show. And let's get back to my pick the man, the myth, the legend that Dan Power picked earlier. Carl Meyer, 501 meters gained on the ground, wrecking ball, and he could kick. And he's like 6'10", 275 pounds with zero body fat. So you you could Google that too. Alex, who's your pick?
3: Well, seeing as you know Brian hasn't taken it to to Canada very often, I'm going to go back to the arrows. I think um, Dupusy down in South Africa, uh, down in San Diego, uh, I thought he played a fantastic season. Uh, I think really he, he was a standout. But I'm going to go with Lesage. Ben Lesage, still young, still a little rough. Still some layers to his game that need to be added, but there's some definite X factor in things you can't coach out there. His ability to come hard to the line and run those lines with the two playmakers that Toronto had, I think he fits the role and the balance there very well. He's physically very, very athletic guy, um, and, and he impressed me enough to get to get the nod.
1: I agree with you 100%, and it's because he's a good guy and he was on the show and he gets the rugby wrap up bump. Uh, all right. Well, guys, we are out of time. I'm getting barked at again by the, the producer off camera. Uh, I just want to also, before we go, I wanted to give a shout out to Chris Matina uh, because I think he's a guy that plays all over the back line for Rooney and he just keeps ticking and getting better. You know, he, he gets heaps, heaps, he, he, they, they heap responsibility on him and he keeps handling it well. You know, it's not the, not the name, not the, not the, the flashy guy, but a very
3: consistent rugby player. I I think you're spot on, mate. And I would say about Matina, the the hardest part for someone like him in getting in these teams is that he's that versatile that he covers, you know, 10, he covers every background position except nine, 10, 12, 13 wing, fullback, goal kicks for them. Rugby should be very proud of that someone's developing a skill set like that within the United States and playing in the MLR and developing. I do think he is very underrated and a little bit of a diamond in the rough in this MLR landscape.
1: And a product of America all the way through the pathway. One of those unique players that we are now fortunately seeing more and more of. Right. All right, boys. I want to thank you again. Always stellar. Mr. Alex Corbacero, Mr. Dan Power and Mr. Brian Ray. On behalf of them, I'm Matt McCarthy from Midtown Manhattan for rugby wrap up. Stay safe.